Walk into the river to feel your soul Walk into the river to feel your soul Everything been good, life is getting pretty old Walk into the river to feel your soul Begging with the Lord to ease my mind Begging with the Lord to ease my mind Too much to drink, I mean legging me Montante's World, episode 70, I'm here with Mr. Santaza. You guys may know him as Kevin from Bristol, now a two-time Montante's World uh, appearance. So how's it going, my man? Going good. I got it I got it uh, from the front last time on Montante's World. Now I'll take it from the back. So yeah, perfect. You were good. hammered last time, so you took it from the front pretty happily. Yes. No, I was I was, uh, I was. was pretty deep in the bottle, and I'm only just you, starting you Yeah, you said maybe come and spurn probably 400 times. Yeah, is, is, I mean, do you keep track? Is that a record? I mean, I could, I could try to outdo myself tonight, but I'm not really. Listen, give it a whirl. I think you should never, never, you know, sell yourself short. You always try to be better than you were last time. All right. So, yeah, let that be a note to yourself. But I'm glad to have you back on. You were a great guest. Even though you were inebriated, you were still coherent enough and incredibly uh, entertaining. So you've, you're definitely my Mount Rushmore favorite guest so far. So uh, thank you for coming back on. So um, I, I asked a couple of my my uh scouts in this universe you know what should i ask him what's going on in his universe what's going on in his life and i heard that just ducky uh just moved yeah it was uh in all honesty it was it was move or close down it, why, why is that well the the plaza that i was in in bristol um was just everybody was was going under you know covid um you know they put restrictions on just ducky like they, they came in, they said, we're going to have to close you guys down for um, a few weeks till we figure things out. This is back in the beginning. And they came in like two or three days later. It's called Reopen Rhode Island. And they, they were actually pretty friendly. And they said, you got to put up uh, plexiglass and you need to uh, put signs on the door. You have to have, a, you have a, a chart you have to fill out every day about cleanliness and washing hands and wearing masks. And, and I said, okay, I can, I can get all these things in place. I got it all in place. The guy came back, um, you know, a few days later, I had it all ready. I said, can I reopen? goes uh no no we'll let you know when you can reopen probably about three to six weeks well that three to six weeks became about four and a half months being closed still paying rent still paying bills so right off the bat two places uh next door to me uh went bankrupt and i was selling stuff online i was i was um i was actually i was actually doing deliveries people's houses i was doing door pickup anything i could to try to stay keep my head above water now that i think about it we actually went over this last time but keep going all right, so so anyway, this long story fault. short, this is my, this is my fault. Yeah, it's all right. We'll do a quick recap. <laughs> do it again. So so that plaza, um, you know, all they did since everybody went under was raise their rents, raise their fees. It got really hard yeah. uh, to survive there anyway, even if things weren't as bad as they were because of COVID. So we moved. Uh, it's just crazy. A place became available on the same side of the road, about two hundred yards up. Wow. Right, above, right above a Mexican restaurant, so I can just stroll down and get myself like a margarita, a burrito, whenever I feel like it. And and it's it's cheaper, it's nicer, it's a better location. It, it turned out to be a dream come true. I really really saved the store, really really saved um, you know a little family run business. Just just moving two hundred yards saved my ass. How does the uh, space compare, um, office space? You know the the place I was in before to me always felt like uh, narrow and congested, and it was huge. But it just it just felt like a factory. This place is is more it's more boutique-y. It's more homey. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's just everybody that comes in there is loving it. And, and to be honest, this is the fourth just ducky location, but this is the first one. Uh, my wife and I we put it together. Oh, it's not you don't just have one so, store, you have multiple stores. No, no, no. The stores moved four times. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, and it's always you know we try to do do ourselves a little better each time. So to to move to try to save yourself rent wise and and bills wise, you think to yourself you got to find something small and shitty. We actually found something that we turned into something really fucking beautiful. So I mean, uh, if you're a fan of <laughs> consignment stores at all, uh, checking out Just Ducky is actually pretty sweet these days. If you like consignment stores and like a free shot of booze. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I also get that deal. I relish when people come in and do a shot the, with me. The other, the other deal, I think that might have you. I'm there. I don't know that part of Rhode Island, uh, but maybe if there's a Wendy's there, the four for four might be a better deal than that. But other than that, you might have the best deal in the street. Yeah, no, no, we we had a Wendy's in Bristol. They left. So uh, really, uh, yes, not not a good not a good moment for my. Oh, town. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't tell me a Burger King moved in. That would be really tragedy. Burger King's in Warren, where it belongs. Good, yeah, trash. I don't know Rhode Island, but probably trash. There was a time where Warren was like the the driveway between Bristol and Barrington, and all of a sudden, recently, Warren, which used to be, like I said, the the, the dumpster between two towns, is all of a sudden fucking blossoming. Warren Warren is really making a comeback. So, well, uh, give it time. What, you know what it finds is level. Uh, yeah. This this uh, Bird King town sounds like an absolute dumper. Um, but speaking of that, things that are not dumpers, tell me a little bit about the Colby James and the Ramblers. I've actually heard, I'm not going to give up my source, um, it could be a parody account of C. Robinson, that he bought your CD just to support you, think he never listened to it, and next thing you know, he has it on repeat, actually enjoys you guys, like you guys are not just uh, a friendly band. So what's going on? How would you guys form? So I, I'm not actually in the band. I just, I just, I go to sessions. I write lyrics with them. Um, you know, it's, it's even there is, you know, my cousin uh, is a lead singer. Okay. And since the kid was 12 years old, he sat in bed with a guitar, you know, looking up at the ceiling, just playing chords over and over again. And, um, you know, when it first started out, it was like this, you know, little thing to keep the kid out of trouble. And now he's fucking tremendous. I mean, his voice has gotten great. Um, the band is excellent. Um, the They have a lead guitarist but they all, who's, who's amazing, Brian. And they also have a, a, an electric violinist, Tether. And it, when you have all that together, it is just, I mean, you know, I feel like they're one beat away from really, you know, one good song away from breaking through. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for, for me, it's like I go to the, the studio and I'll sit in and I'll, I'll write lyrics for them. And there's like the last album they put out. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably on, I probably wrote lyrics on, on, you know, most of the songs. So you're just writing music and not actually doing anything musically? Well, I mean, I, there's like even a couple of the songs I did in studio, I sang background. You know, I, I was in I was in my own band when I was in college. You know, um, I I can sing to some extent. What's your mu- What's your music like? Uh, are you like grunge? Like that's like your era, I think. Like what What's your no. music style in 2022? Um, I still i I listen to like Pete Yorn, Vance Joy, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. Um, you know, I, I'm all over the place, but but you know. I still appreciate the classics. I, I saw Bob Dylan in concert um, uh, about two months ago, and I actually fucking met Bob Dylan. He walked up and stood beside me. I'm like, oh, it's like Bob Dylan. And I'm like, holy shit, that is Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what do you say to the guy? Do you say nothing? I mean, I, 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 me being the person that I am, most normal human beings say nothing to Bob Dylan. And he probably I was, and really I'm weird. Like, I said, he said, I said, uh, excuse me. I said, can I please buy you a drink? 
And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Then we you sat there. Again. On Bob Dylan. We stood there in, in silence for another two seconds. And I'm like, I got to say something else. Oh. So I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, no. I know. No. I know. I know. Listen, in hindsight, that, that should have been the end cap. And I just said, um, have a great show tonight. Easy, you know? And he's like, ah, thanks. And then all of a sudden, this woman out of nowhere just screams, it's Bob Dylan! And she grabs him by the shoulder. I'm like, what are you doing? You, you... And Bob Dylan, without without overreacting, without freaking out, he just sauntered away, like so casually and not bothered by it. It was really something. And the guy I thought would look like he's a 1,000 years old, he actually looked relatively healthy. And his voice during the show was really fucking strong. I was very surprised at how good bob dylan sounded at that the ripe old age how old is he how old is he literally probably 66 how old is he he's, he's 80 i believe i think he's what 80. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 80 um uh, hold on it, it, it's either 80 or close to it oh god bless him see i'm not a huge music fan especially bob dylan so i wouldn't know that i just i would just think he's like around bruce's age but that's uh that's pretty pretty impressive so um would you say if if, if you had to uh, flee this country for whatever circumstance. Could you make your uh, second second come up? Um, you know, singing somewhere else in a foreign country where they don't speak English. But is your voice good enough to just sing songs as an American and make money? You think? Yes. Yes, and I have a chameleon voice. I can sing. You know, uh, the, the 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 guy who could sing the most octaves in history, I think, is Roy Orbison for a guy. Roy Orbison's voice was was he could sing low, he could sing higher than anybody else, and everything in between. Roy Orbison was an amazing singer. I, I liken myself to a, a dollar store Roy Orbison. You know, I, I can sing low, I can sing high, I can sing everything in between. Not as good as Roy For Orbison. Some listeners who may not know who Roy Orbison is, can you explain who that may be? <laughs> so Roy Orbison was the guy who, if he was better looking, would have been Elvis Presley. He um okay. he, he, he he um he was in the traveling Wilburys. He, he had his own solo career, which he had some amazing songs, Crying, In Dreams, Roy Orbison. And it, it's it's the, uh, if you listen to KMS. That, oh, that's they did. The he has a song in, in Blink, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that, that, oh, that's, that's why it's familiar. I could not I could not picture, but now that I was like thinking more and more, I was like, oh. I mean, I've oh, loved Roy Orbison my whole life. It, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, uh, he, he's such a powerful singer that in the band, The Traveling Wilburys, when he died, um, the band was like, that's it, we're done. Nobody else can cover that guy's voice. Mm. So the Traveling Wilburys, which was, you know, George Harrison of the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, uh, Roy Oberson, and, and a guitarist from uh, Leonard Skinner. There was a but there was like five guys, and they were incredible. But when Roy Oberson died, they packed their bags and went home. Okay, so, yeah. Powerful, powerful shit. But, you know, uh, bringing it back to Colby James and the Ramblers, if you if you look at Colby's style of singing, it's, it's like um, – it's a grittier Dave Matthews. I got a uh, I got a comparison, uh, which is high praise. That he sounded like kind of like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which absolutely. is high praise. Um, there's a there's a new song he has called uh, Nor- Northern Sky. I, I think it's really fucking good. Um, his most popular song. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's uh, New York, New York was popular for a while. You know, they, they, it's it's different than the, the regular one. But yeah, they, they've got some songs that uh, I think if anyone listened to them, they'd, they'd be fucking entertained. And uh, the band's playing at the Zyterian, um, I think March 30th. So have they done any shows them? yet at like places that are hard to get into? Yeah, the Narrows, the Narrows Center in New Bedford is like a fucking church of music. 
you go there and it's just like you know for, for a local musician that's like the big time how there's old, a lot of how big time acts that play there how is colby how old, he's he, in, how old is he yeah he's in his late 30s okay yeah interesting i'll, I know, I'll lead into the show so by the time people are really listening to this they've already heard it but uh we'll kick it off and end it with um that's definitely interesting i know uh I was I didn't know what the fuck that my my scout but you who you know were talking about when they were mentioning that but um definitely wanted to bring it up. Um on the song well, that it, we all know. his his song that that probably did the most sales on um so he does so he he's he's literally making money from this. Yeah, yeah, you know the he, he the, I mean the shows he plays out are are big gigs for big money and then yeah. the stuff he has on like um like I said, if you go to Spotify or something like that with the Coley James and the Ramblers, uh, I think it's uh, Juniper Springs is, is probably his uh, the biggest song that's made the most money for them. What's you know, the name of it? That's the most that's the most downloaded song. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Juniper. What's Springs. it called? Juniper Springs. Juniper Springs. I'll pull. I'll pull that up. Juniper Springs. What do you think the odds are of getting him at a KMS live show to to uh, perform? He was. Um, he was gonna do the uh, the Wilbur, and there was some there was some problems with. Uh, oh, they mentioned that the band members had, had issues. Um, one band member had COVID, the lead guitarist, you know, and, and and Colby wanted to be to be perfect, and and then when they said they weren't sure they could make that first date, um, Kirk and Dave got brought someone else in, and now that it's been changed again, they could probably do it now, but I think. Um, I think I think they've already settled on someone else, which is too bad because, I, like I said, I think think the fucking. The house band is Colby James and the Ramblers would have been unreal. I mean, they're, they're like I said, they're, they're a real legit band and they were willing to. And you know, like the drummer is Jay, is Jay Pacheco, Jay from Rhode Island on Twitter. And he, um, he loves, he loves the show. He, he's the guy that showed up to Madawaska and was obliterated drunk in the first 20 minutes and he made a fool of himself. And, and <laughs> but you know, he, he made, you know, I guess you, you, you have your name that way. But, um, he, he does like when I do parody songs, he produces everything. I go, I go in the studio with him and, and we, we mix it and we do it together. And I mean, Jay is really, he's, he's a good drummer, but he's, he's easily. So does he listen to every show well. daily, you think? Yes. He, he's the tie that ties Colby James and the Ramblers to the KMS world. He's, That's he's the linchpin of that, you know? So I mean, do you Colby, think if you were now and then, have you been enjoying the shows recently more than usual or where, where are you at? Where are you at with the Kirk show? <clears throat> Kirk, Kirk hasn't lost anything off his game. You know, the only thing about the, the KMS role right now is, you know, Kirk is as sharp as ever. He's as funny as ever. He hates me more than ever. So, I mean, yeah. fuck him. But, <laughs> but, but, but I'll say this the show's great. Uh, Mike is on a fucking heater. He's doing yeah, Mike's so incredible. Well. Uh, I'm, I'm liking calling in more and more. I've always liked um, Chris. I, I just think he's genuine and he's, you know, it, it, it's a great. Both those guys are great second fiddles for Kirk because they don't um, overdo anything. You know, uh, not the Kirk of wood, but you don't bring me into the Kirk Minahan show. It's like bringing a guy with a 10-inch dick to an orgy. You know, you don't want someone to overshadow you, you know? So I, and I get that. I get that. I used to get a lot of love from, from the Minifan world, and I think, you know, that rubbed people the wrong way, people in high power. But the show itself, yes, I definitely enjoy it. I think there's a ton less fan content there's no parody songs. There's no prank calls. There's no, you know, and I why, think that's, why is that you think? I think Kirk cut a lot of that out. I mean, now if it's because, you know, um, he wants it more streamlined or, you know, he doesn't want to deal with shit. 
And and I get it. As much good content as there was, there was probably a lot of god awful content oh, as well. Of course, of course. But you know, um, for me, I, I I love the fucking, you know, I'll say I love the early days more because I was part of it. But um, I'm fucking enjoying these last month of shows. Just are you Jerry's uncle? No, I'm not Jerry's uncle. For Christ's sake! Uh, you are Jerry's uncle. I'm not Jerry's uncle. Go oh, fuck yourself, <laughs> fucking I asshole! I never heard it. I was like, all right, let me text him just to clarify. I was, nah, okay. No, um, I correct. Met Jerry's uncle. He, Wait, he, so he, you're you're actually not Jerry's uncle? Fuck no. That's just confused fuck, the fuck the out of me. Okay. <laughs> that Jerry Callahan can suck my balls and yep, eat my shit. Just, so, so you just continue to confuse me. So I, I don't think you are Jerry's uncle, but you that now I think you're Jerry's uncle again. No, I'm, not, I'm absolutely not Jerry's uncle. Um, could I do it? Yeah, I, I could do, you know, a million voices, which is what, you know, like I said, I loved, I, I have no problem uh, being, a, being a rube or, or, or being a, 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 you know, a total fucking idiot on the KMS show and yeah. taking my licks and, you know, put the joke on me. I'm fine with it. I did that for a while, but, um, but I miss, I miss, I miss doing, uh, Crank calls. I miss doing characters. Yeah, I, doing I, I hope songs. actually. I hope they do. I hope they do circle back to um, you know, bad radio. I think uh, Steve is definitely the better choice to do that. Um, just because he was better with the drops. I think he had a more dark, not dark, just more simplistic uh, sense of humor. Where he, you know, the the dumb, the far jokes make him laugh more than uh, calling. Then you know, laughter rubs off on people. Um, I, I hope they go back to that. And I think that's right up your alley. I think there's a lot of Meta fans who thrive in that uh situation you know scenario and uh, i think you know for my girlfriend who doesn't really listen to the show she definitely enjoyed the show the most when they were doing bad radio and the prank calls and the 50 states and 50 days or ever was the best i think um so funny so stupid i yeah. mean so yeah. so you know, so dumb so hacky but incredible to listen to and at the same time i i kirk is smarter than all of us i i'll say that i think i can match him you know in, in wit and humor and stuff like that but he's smarter and he doesn't want to redo himself he doesn't want to do the same old fucking bits he doesn't want to you know but you know everybody who gets ahead in the world of podcasting you know or the world of you know anything uh advertising in in media you know you you go through a, a time where you have to question yourself am i doing this right do i want to keep doing this do i want to turn to howard stern Howard Stern can dish it out, but man, he can't fucking take it. And, and by the looks of it, some days Kirk can dish it out, but he can't take it. You know, so yeah. what, what, what is worse in your eyes? Someone like Jerry Callahan who cares about everything or the days where Kirk cares about nothing. You know, there's, there's no middle ground. It's a, it's a, it's a tough balance. Um, I get it. I mean, that, you know what throws me off about Kirk is – when if he has a great couple shows in a row and he's laughing about everything and he's having fun, that's not good because he's about to announce he's taking a permanent break. Like when he's really thriving and doing well is when he's like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not a, I did not go to a school to be a psychologist for just from a long distance away when he's doing his best and he's thriving and the shows are the best. He is like overcompensating for his unhappiness inside of his brain because I feel like the, the last couple of times, and Lord knows there's been a, enough to pick from when he takes his breaks, but it seems like every time he takes a break now, it's when he's the show's fucking incredible. He never takes breaks when the show stinks, right? When he has Chris on three days a week, the show continues, boom, rolls on. But right, he's having good shows and great, in, you know, inter, interaction back and forth. 
he's a, he might come on the next day and you know do his whole thing where he, he's stuttering and stammering. It's really comfortable to listen to, and it's pure from the heart. He's gone. It, it's tough to listen to. So I want the show to stay right where it's at. If it gets too good, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he he's on a roll right now where he's happy and he's into it and he's enjoying himself. And at the same time, I think Cullinan's yeah, really developing. I, 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 but, but you don't know. I mean, I, I truly, I can't read it. Cause listen, as, as much as uh, Kirk and I are friends, I don't fucking know the guy from a hole in the wall, you know? And at the same time, nor does he know me. So, um, you know, it's, I, I go for the ride and I hope for the best. I want him to be, to be sane and, and happy and that you know, I don't know if that drives the show, or if that fucking kills yeah. the show. Well, it's, it's a if, tough if, 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 Like, do you want to be selfish and listen? If this is killing the guy and he's struggling mentally ill, but he's still putting up good shows, like Entertain Me Clown, Dance Monkey Dance, or you know, if you care about the guy and you don't mind taking the biting the bullet, you know, I mean, it's a weird example to use. I don't mean that literally. <clears throat> I'm saying if you don't yeah. mind biting the bullet for yourself and just hey, listen, this guy that I like listening to, he doesn't like doing the show anymore. Uh, let me make my boring, you know, my mornings a lot more boring, and he could walk away. So it's tough. It's a weird balancing act. But at the end of the day, just enjoy every show when you get it. Um, I'm not a listen back guy. I never have been, and that just comes with nothing against his show or any show. Um, if I know the outcome of something, I, I can never rewatch a sport no matter how good it is. I can watch like a in thirty second clips, but some of these people that rewatch stuff, if I know the ending of something, even someone tell me the end of a movie, I won't watch the movie. Like. So I, I might be weird on that. I just so when the show does end, it's going to be tough for me because I will never re-listen to something. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if if keep pumping them out, it seems like the show is is. I think the fact that Kirk keeps putting an end date on the show is good for him. I think he needs to know yes. that there's an end date, and if that's what it is, if that if that if he can finish this show off and walk away and fucking not you know be mentally destroyed internally, I'm I'm. I'm thrilled. I, I, this show doesn't have to go on forever. It's been fucking great. It's given so much, so much entertainment for fucking nothing. And and I've been happy to give to the show. Whenever I can do something content-wise, a song, uh, and they fucking use it or, or play it, or if I'm in a fucking skit or whatever it was, I, I, I it's like that's the least I can do for how much the show has given me. Free yeah. fucking content, free entertainment every day, laughing, um, being shit on, being made like a cunt. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take on, it all. Yeah. I don't get shit on <laughs> today's show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a common theme. Have you had any thoughts of um this this rejuvenized uh, YouTube show? Have you had any thoughts of doing your own thing on there? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do a show. What um, would you want to do? Um, no, I, I I would do a show that uh would be interactive with people. Would be you know, and I, I would do I would take some of my own bits. That I would do, you know, whether it's because I mean, you can't put everything on the on the Kirk Minahan show. So if I did my own call into somewhere, if I did my own music, mm-hmm. that would all be included in my show. It'd be like a variety show of a fucking, you know, crazy fucking Minifan, you know. How many? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I think you should yeah. do a show. I think you'd be selling yourself short. Um, I don't think Montante's world necessarily at his best is built for the uh, KMS network, so I'll never have any interest in going on there. So I'm going to scream about liberals and how they're ruining the country. Uh, and that's just this is not a good fit, which is fine. I would be more than happy to appear in any show, but it's just self-awareness 101. Self-awareness is key in life. Um, that being said, are you a quote-unquote matters guy? I mean, I, anybody that brings 
puts as much time in or as much content in as Menos does, whether he is right or wrong, whether he's annoying or fucking hysterical, that kind of commitment deserves a level of respect. Yeah. You know, I, 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 all these people that, that, that do shows and put in time and, and make songs and do characters and do prank phone calls. It's fucking that that's when I sit in the fucking studio and make a song with Jay, you know, that's my fucking time. And I'm giving it up because I want to add to this world. Menace does it all the time, you know, and, and, and you can, and his defense, he's been locked down for three years. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he would do anyways, but, um, but I, 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 I'm all for the people that want to be a part of this world, whether they want to be too big a part or a little part, whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm a fan of people that fucking put their dick on the table and, and chop it up. I agree. I, I, I've been, I've had my, my battles with mentors and he's annoyed me. Low noise. He's annoyed me, but I could not be. I'm I'm number one in this corner right now. I, I met All right, Montante. That's right. I'm down here in Australia. Hey, Fuck Montante. Fuck you. Montante finally found common sense. Hey, Fuck Montante. you. You found time from going to KKK rallies to finally see what's really going on. <laughs> I love I love him. He's he's the best. I mean, he's he's hilarious. Like I hate Red. That let that be known. Lord knows, Red hates me. I I I want to see Red go away potentially forever. But Menors is incredible. He's an entertainer. I was so bored driving home. I listened to a fairground podcast. Shout out to the fairground podcast where it's him. Do you know he has his second, like second or third podcast? No, he talks about like um, amusement parks experiences that go awry and like people die. Is he even allowed on amusement parks? He's too short for most of the rides. That's why he does a podcast about it. That's that's his way of going. So he has these podcasts and it's just about these amusement parks where things go awry and he has people on. I'll tell you what, I'm not an amusement park guy. I'm tall enough, not maybe wide enough to go on these rides, but I listened to like a fucking hour show. It was, it was about as entertained as I could be from listening to something that I don't care about. It was pretty good. His oh, voice man. is very good. His vo- voice is soothing. So I'm a Menors guy. I'm all in. Can't stand red. Um, but he, I even love the guys, him. even the guys, are- shame if you went away. And I don't think he will. I think guys come and go, and they, they, oh, they, no they, they, they go in the water. But even guys like Red, who who don't like me and don't like my oh, shit. Oh, Red doesn't like you? Not really. You know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I like the fact that – Has he made a background of his Twitter profile, you in a KKK outfit, or what? <laughs> no, he's not. Okay, all right. No. So you might have something in common there. but uh... there, there, are, there are guys who, who um, find me funny, and there are guys who don't. And I think there are times where I am funny, and there are times where I'm not. Um, so I'm 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 happy to be scrutinized. I know I know I'm not you know as great as I think. I'm. What do you think about our buddy, our mutual friend? Um, not sure of his legal name. It's probably something really ethnic. But what do you think about Latino Kirk going over voluntarily to Ukraine? Is he nuts? So you have to understand. First of all, I, I drove Latino Kirk to um, Madawaska. We drove together the entire time, and you can't have a better ride partner. He doesn't say much. He just kind of listens. He chimes in every now and then. Um, but I think deep down, um, guy's got a pretty good heart. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking yeah, ballsy and put. You know, talking about putting your money where your mouth is. You go and fucking help people out. It's like fuck. I think of myself as a really good fucking person. I try to do more good than bad in the world. 
And I'm like, I saw that and I was like, holy shit. I, I had I to go out and donate to his cause because when I see something like that, I'm like, wow, what a fucking champion. You know? Unbelievable. If, 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 so put it this way. If there is doing good in this world um, at face value, you think you might be, you're holding kings. You're like, hey, like, I'm good here. I'm all in pre-flop. He flops over pair of aces and there's two aces on. He this he's on. You can't top this. He is what an unbelievable guy. The fact that he's actually literally putting his money, which I heard he has a lot of, where his mouth is, and he's doing this, unbelievable. What a he's he's a fucking modern day hero. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't really I didn't understand what it is he does, but when I picked him up at his house, his house is the size of a fucking mall. I was like. How many people live here? Is this like a fucking, is there a whole like Latino community in there? He's like, no, no, it's just me and my wife and my kid. And, 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 but I mean, uh, he downsized. He went to, he was a new house now. Um, so I know he's, he's got shit moving and shaking, but yeah, he left his wife and, and his, and his kid and he went and fucking, you know, put it out there on the floor. I'm like, wow, that is really impressive. And, you know, but I'll say this, this, the, the minifan world, Everybody bust balls. Everybody down on each other. Everybody fucking acts like they're badasses. You meet these people in person. They're buying everybody drinks. They're buying food for everyone. It's a pretty fucking decent group of people. I don't, I don't know what it is about a fucking lunatic like Kirk that brings together people who are pretty goddamn decent. Now, mind you, there's yeah. some outliers. There are definitely yeah. outliers. But you, for the you're most part, the red of the world, yeah. Everyone I've met, as I even I met I met Red for the first time in um in Sacco and um. He was good, you know. I was like, okay, that's a guy who who doesn't who doesn't like what I am, and I and I like I said, I'm fine with that. But he was good, you know. There were a couple of guys uh, who who weren't so good, but for the most part, ninety five percent of these fucking who, minute fans. Go ahead, name a name. Who do you think was a fucking freakazoid that you that you met in uh, Saka? I know there's a, I know there's a story behind it, but whenever I saw um, Blind Prison Mike throw that fucking guy to the ground. <laughs> Like, like, I, I was like, I was holy shit. I'm like, you know, it's like, I, uh, and, I, and, I, and I understand there was a time I lived in Boston where I would just, I just, I'd fight anyone. If I was in a bar and there was any kind of fight going down, I was in the fight. I, 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 I didn't mind getting punched. I don't mind punching someone. But those days are so far gone. When I saw that, I was like, wow, you're a grown man with a family. You just took a guy and fucking ragdolled him to the ground yeah and I, and, and I guess there was a story behind the guy that the guy that was thrown down isn't a great cat either but that's just not how i would have handled it and, and putting it put it put something like that at an event for all the minute fans i it just it just for, for like a good half an hour everybody was like you know dumbstruck like what the fuck did we yeah, just legendary see? that was fucking you know? wild to see yeah i remember i walked over as soon as it happened and i i missed it i literally missed it when i say i missed it i mean i missed it by a millisecond so I walked over and tried to make like, hey, hey, what's up, guys? And someone was like, hey, man, like, uh, and I, I thought I did something wrong. And then someone was like, hey, like, I could tell, like, you weren't like joking. You just missed uh, <laughs> blind mic or whatever BPM. Just throw somebody to the ground. And I was like, oh, I did. <laughs> Sorry, that was. Yeah. Was that the same night that Dale Williams almost choked Jay? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Wow. See some some intense stuff goes down. Now you, you look at guys in the middle world and you see like someone like uh um Jason from Attleboro, you know, <laughs> and you meet the guy in person, he's a fucking puppy dog, he's lovely, you know. Yeah, his whole persona is like, I'm scared that guy's gonna show up at my house and fucking kill me. Then you meet him, well, and he's like, Wow, two well, things can be true at the same time. Yeah, maybe you're right. 
And, and then, you know, we have a handful of girls. We have a handful of girls and they are spectacular as human beings go, you know? And if I wasn't married, uh, you know, I'd be like, wow, these are, these are cool people. They like, they like a podcast that typically girls don't like. And they're out there, you know, getting involved, going to fucking events. I mean, for the most part, yeah, even, even uh, let's say uh, John from Scranton. There's speaking a guy of, that, that, that's speaking some of people, pussy. Let's talk some about people, some people can hate him. Some people can love him. Yeah. I've never had a bad interaction with the guy. You know, and I think if you want to do anything for the show and you called him, he would jump to the opportunity and he'd help. You know, I can actually confirm. You know, this let's just be uh let this be a unconfirmed spot. This would be 3625. John from Scranton was uh nice enough to help me out uh, with I think what's the website? Uh you're a deadman.com or griffvegas.com. Um, I reached out to John and I said, Hey, listen, I said, I, I know this is preposterous, but I've seen your guys' website. You guys have absurd clothing. Uh, I would like to add to that. So he was nice enough to add a Montante's World clothing line. Um, we figured out how much it was. Uh, it was eighteen twenty-five to make a shirt and strip it. So I said, charge twenty-eight twenty-five a shirt. Um, so ten dollars goes to Wounded Warriors Project. So I will add a link to this. Um, so if you guys are listening, shout out to John from Scranton. But like anything John does, he will add a layer of his own element to it. So he found irony in adding uh, masks to it. So you can get a Montalto's World mask, which uh, I think <laughs> nobody should use. I think masks are <laughs> right. honestly ruining uh, children's livelihoods and childhoods. But John did that. He found it funny when ha ha he he. It's actually still up there after I told him to take it down. So, but you beggars can't be choosers. So, uh, give a give a look to the Montante's World merch. We'll put the link in this. But uh, ten dollars does go to uh, Wounded Warriors. Um, and good luck explaining to anybody around you why you're wearing a Montante's World shirt um, in the future. So, thank you to John. And uh, yeah, end of that. Yeah, I'd wear that shirt. Yeah, but John's such a scumbag, dude. He fucked to really put a fucking mask in the Montage World thing. Like, come on, bro. Hey, did you did you I didn't get to see it, but apparently Red and John played basketball and they both yeah. talked about a big game. I, I after hearing about it and how and how out of shape they were, they couldn't they couldn't run for 10 minutes. I think that I could probably beat one and then play the other and then beat the other consecutively. At, at my age, at my set it up, I, I set it up. Uh, I hate. I don't like red at all. Like I said, if I could take a baseball bat to his skull and get away with it, I would. Even if I couldn't get away with it, I'd probably do it. He's six six. He's he's tall. Doesn't matter. Six six is six six. Nah, uh, you know, it's like I, I still play basketball. What's your best you Give me a scouting report. I did not see this coming. I I am. I thought um, you coming. I'd seen basketball form. I, I am as crafty as a player as as, as there is on the planet. Who would you uh, say your game is tailored after? Mm, like a piece, like a uh, pistol, Pete Maravich. <laughs> For whatever reason, I swear to God, I knew that answer was coming. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I swear to God, I don't know who the piece of pistol Pete is. I just knew you were gonna say that. Unorthodox. Um, Scoop shots, hook shots, fadeaways. Uh, you know, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, I'll say this quick story, and I don't want, I don't want to brag. I was in Florida a couple months ago, and my cousin sees this guy walking by with a basketball. He's got to be six two, six three, and he's like, "Hey, you play basketball, huh?" And the kid's like, "Yeah, I got a basketball." 
And he's like, yeah, my, my cousin here used to be a good player. He wants to challenge you. Now, I don't want to challenge this kid. Uh, you know, he's fucking 16, 17 years old. He's huge. He's fit. But now my cousin made the challenge, so I have to I have to play this kid in basketball. And I'll say this. We played till 11, and he started off mopping the floor with me. And I was, like, breathing heavy. I'm going to have a heart attack. And um, I don't know. End of the day, like I said, I, I, I'm just crafty. I, I beat the kid uh, 12 to 9. I, I beat him. He 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 he's from he was from uh Minnesota where where you know hockey rules, but he was such a good basketball player, they made him quit hockey to play basketball. You know, he was you know, I guess an, uh, you know a bit of a basketball savant. But um yeah, I I I um I don't know what it is. I don't look like a basketball player. I, I don't play like a basketball player, but I I, I can I can do it. So ball. yeah, uh, if if there's a time and there's a court and there's a place, um whoever set it up. Where would you say um, basketball ranks? So, I think I think it's number one. I don't get too deep into it, but um, would you say if like if you're a fucking fat slob, which could which which could relate to me, if you were trying to burn calories and play a sport to lose weight, would you say basketball is the clear cut number one? Absolutely. I mean, I, you could put hockey in there as well, but it's just, it's just you can't have a pickup hockey game very often. But I, I, I played hockey in high school. I like hockey as well. Well, even um, if you show up to the court, you know, every Saturday, hey, I'm going to do 25 right-handed, 25 left-handed layups and shoot X, you know, an hour and a half workout. Like, that's, you're having fun doing it. You're fucking crushing calories, right? And I would imagine. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things they say you're supposed to hit this target heart rate and keep it at a certain place for a certain amount of time and you'll burn fat. I, I have an eye watch. I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, my heart rate's 160. I don't know if that's great or if I'm about to die, but you know, but 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 I keep going because I love it, you know. So yeah, if it, if it burns fat, it's not working for me because I, I I'm not there yet. I, I want to you know burn fat, but I also want to eat shit and stay up late and have pizza. So that's life. That's that is life. That's uh, a great line. It was a, a buddy I used to work with Rocky Campanella. Um, he, he always would work out, but he always had a little belly on him. And anytime anybody tried to poke fun at him, he said, listen, I don't know what to tell you. He goes, I serve this country. I have a wife. I have kids. I work hard, but I like burgers. I like beer. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, oh, it's good. It sounds pretty well-rounded to me. Yeah. You laid out like that. Like, how do you pull holes at that? I was like, oh, good answer. You know, my, my thing is for myself physically, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm been working out. Uh, a friend of mine is a trainer. I've been doing like private sessions with him. Uh, and and he's, he looks like a fucking action figure. Uh, his name is Orlando. And he just like, he's just so positive because I'm, you know, Sounds you say hot. to yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's got that. Orlando. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Orlando. So <laughs> he, he, he um, dick. you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I'm married. I, I, I have a great wife. I have great kids. I should kind of rest on my laurels, but at the same time, I I should be, I should still be, you know, a specimen. I'm still a decent guy. I got some years left in me. I shouldn't be a fucking slob. So I, I I have been trying. I have been. So basketball or or what have you, I I am, I am, uh, I'm back. You have to stay game ready. And I will be, I trust me. I will be. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disappoint. Next time I see you, I'm going to walk around with my shirt off. Like fucking Jack calling in. Uh, no, I, but not I, right now. That is a that is an all-time power. I look, I look, uh, I look forward to. It. What I do not look forward to is people using their pronouns in a in a serious fashion. Um, you mentioned something very, very so casually. I don't even know if you want to talk about it in a further emotion, but I'm going to bring it out of you. Didn't you say you had a personal experience with somebody using pronouns in your actual life? 
Well, um, I had a friend who, you know, uh, was from, from birth, was, was, a, was a girl, was a woman, and transitioned to a man. <clears throat> and for me, it's like this. First and foremost, when it comes to you as an individual, if, if you think a certain way and, and not being that way or acting that way is going to cause you to cause harm to yourself or kill yourself, do whatever you have to do to keep yourself happy and alive, you know? And, and, and if you know that person on a, on a personal basis, when I see the person, who they were and who they are now, I address them as who they are now because I know them. I'm in their crew. I'm, I'm part of it. But I don't think a stranger has the right to walk up to me and tell me what to call them. If it's that important to you, wear a fucking name tag because, and even with a name tag, you want a store, there's a clerk with a name tag. Do you say, oh, hello there, Peter. Yes, can you help me find the, the uh, cabbage? No, you say, excuse me, sir. You know, so I mean, it's, it's like this whole thing where everyone thinks they're so entitled that I have to call them and address them by something that, that, that I don't know who or what they are. It's like, you don't deserve my, I don't even know what the word is. Is it respect? You know, it's like these people think they're so entitled to have you called a certain way. You know, and if you don't call them what, what you want, what they want to be called, they say that you put them in a situation where they feel unsafe or unwelcome. It's like, you know who was unsafe and unwelcome? People that fucking stood on the beach in Normandy. People that fucking walked through Vietnam in the jungles. They were unsafe and unwelcome. They, they would say you're gaslighting with that, though. And, and you kind of are. But like I said, if someone that I personally know does that, I'm going to respect their choice because I know them personally. And I'm going to call them whatever they want because they're in my life. But for the whole world to think... You have to, you know, address me as this or that, and I don't know you. You know, I, I don't think you've earned that. That, that. Yeah, so this is this is where I put your brain in pretzels. This is where people think um, I'm out of my mind, but I think I just might be closer to autistic, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't bend. Um, I don't bend at all. I think you need to have a line in the sand with all of this. What I would say nonsense, right? Because you say, you know, storing the beach and the Normandy and and where we are now with. But I think this all starts somewhere. Like we didn't just start show up one day from you know two genders to having pronouns. I think at one day you you normalize this, you normalize that. Next thing you know, we have motherfuckers saying, "Hey, you know, my name's Zach. My pronouns are this, that, and the other." And you're like, "What? Hey? So, huh? What are you? Your name? Your name is who? Ooh, hey? So, like, I think it's just starting to end with. I mean, I don't get too deep into it, but." Like, people are gay. That's fine. Fantastic. But leave it there. My name's Zach. I'm gay. I'm dating a guy named Christian. Fantastic. Enjoy it. Live it up. But I think it gets all confusing, and then it mucks up everything when people are saying, hey, my name's Zach, but, you know, my pronouns are this, that, the other. It's like, okay, man, like, your name's Zach. You're gay. We're, we're, we're stop. Do, you think, do you think Slippery Slope exists? Or like, I'm, it's just hard to, hard to word here, but, like, do you think that there, there has to be a line, a line drawn somewhere to stop the craziness? Or do you think craziness is just a part of life now? We all have to accept it and adapt. Well, when you, when you have platforms like you have Twitter and you have um, you know, all, all these platforms that give anyone a voice, you know, the, the problem is people are not saying I'm, you know, they, he, she, he. People aren't just saying that now. People are saying you're going to call me whatever it is, you know, unicorn and I, I, I yeah. and bug. There was, there was a, there was a video of a girl and she's like, you know, I identify as an insect and you're going to call me, you know, and people wouldn't, people wouldn't address her as bug or whatever she wanted to be called. And she was like flipping out over it. And to me, you've no longer 
you've no longer stayed in the realm of reality where to me now it's, it's almost like you need to see a psychiatrist because you're not an insect. You're not a bug, but you, but she's saying she identifies as one. And even just me calling her, she right now is, is, you know, technically incorrect. And, you know, and if I called her, she, or called her, her and not bug or insect, whatever she wants to be called, I'm labeled, you know, whatever, a horrible person, a racist, a, a bigot, a whatever you want to call me, you know, and, and, I, and I, and I might do that out of, just not knowing, you know, I, yeah, I'm innocent, you know, even if you're innocent right now, if you do something wrong like that, that's wrong, you are to be canceled. You had to lose your job. You had to be, you know, and they come at you. Um, there's like the, I'm sure you've seen the Dave Chappelle show when the, with the girl that killed herself, yeah. you know, um, the story he told at the end was very powerful to me, you know, and even after that, it's like people still wanted him taken down, you know? So I, it, there's not a lot of room for error these days. And it's sad because if you make an error, they, they want your life canceled. And then when I say they, I don't know who the fuck they are, but there's a growing group they of are. people that were kowtowing to them. You know, when it's like, yeah, they, they do have to, they, there should be parameters, but I am not the guy smart enough to make those parameters. But you don't see my point where I say where, um, where you're trying to not offend anybody, but what gets offensive changes by day. So what's offensive today may be normal two years from now, but it's not normal to you now. Like, I just think you need to have a strict line in the sand where, listen, I respect that you call yourself this, that, the other. You're this to me and nothing else. Like, I don't mean it's offensively, but, like, we're, we're, I'm not playing your game. Well, Montante, look, look, look at it this way. Growing up, you know, it was the whole sticks and stones, break my bones, names never hurt me, all that, that fucking rhyme. And these days, I won't even say it's the fact that people get hurt by you calling them a name. If you, if you, people, are, are they sensitive? Are, are, is this how we brought up the next generation? People are called the wrong name or they're taunted or they're made fun of and they fucking just kill themselves. People either kill themselves yeah. or they shoot up a school or they shoot up a mall. Or they shoot up, you know, it's like the, the, the reaction to being offended these days is no longer like seeking justice. It, it, it is taking your own life or taking yeah. someone else's life. It, 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 it's, it's, I, we've bred a society that is so sensitive that it is a tripwire with a fucking grenade. You know, everything you do nowadays results in something horrific. You know, and, you're and right. Know, how, 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 how do you cure that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I had to deal with a lot of shit growing up. I saw a friend die. You know, I had parents get divorced. All this stuff fucks you up as a kid, and you have to find your way through it to being a fucking decent, normal adult who can fucking have a wife and take care of kids and hold a job or or what have you, you know? But the things that I saw as a kid, I feel like if I was a kid today and I saw those same things and dealt with those same things, I'd be a fucking basket case. How I got through it, I have no clue. Did you get through it? I, I, I like to think of myself as a as a moderately well functioning adult. You are, you are, you are. I, I just want to throw that your way. By the way, you fuck. I tell you right now, you look, buddy. You look, buddy. You look Indian. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's the bad lighting. I'm sure this, <laughs> this voice. I don't look at you. It's, it's, it's bot. I was in the insurance industry, so I, I dealt with a couple Indians. I'm just looking at you. I feel like I'm doing a Zoom with uh, my buddy over over Zoom. It's you. You're throwing me off. I, I, well, there's bad lighting in here. I wish I had skin that was a little more. Uh, I, I like, I like a, I think I look better with a, with a tan. But I, you know, I think with the yellow lighting of my of my uh, chandelier over my dining room table, it's definitely giving me a, a more of an amber glow. Now, now they have the lighting on. You kind of look like um, 
Who was that? This is a compliment, by the way. Who was that Laker back in the day? He was like hot, but didn't play basketball that great. But he started. Is an Indian Laker? No, he was like um, he was probably a halfy, but he was hot back in the day. Oh, Robert Fox, Rick Fox, Rick Fox. Oh, I'll take that all day, Rick Fox. Dude, Rick Fox was a smoke. <laughs> yeah, no, take that um, any way you can yeah. fucking get it. But um, let's get in. Let's, let's divert from uh, Indian stereotypes and uh, voices to um, I'll do Montante Grubbs because I have a lot of things that, like I said, I think full disclosure, I think I'm probably on the spectrum somewhere. So a lot of small things uh, bother me. My girlfriend brought this up to me, so I wrote down like literally forty things. So I want to start off with one. Um, Montante Grubbs, I have a severe issue, and I want one from you. Um, that whenever we go out, anytime we go out to dinner. Um, go out to dinner is not the right. It's a good time, but you get go out, sit down, come over. Hey, I'm so and so. I'm gonna be your waitress tonight. What can I get you guys? Hey, listen, yeah, we already got a drink at the bar, but you give me one more, give me a shot, and uh, give me a water. No problem. Come over, boom, 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 boom. Um, order your order your food. Soon as you get your food, hey, how's everything? You're like, hey, I haven't eaten yet, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Like everything's really good. Three minutes later. Hey, like you take one bite. How's everything? Fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, six minutes later, go by. You're like maybe a quarter done. Hey, sorry, guy. How's everything? Great. Hey, fantastic. I'll take another water. That, no problem. Right? But as soon as you're done eating, gone. They go. They disappear. I don't know where they go. Yeah. Maybe they go home for a two-hour nap. I don't know what they do. But as soon as you're done eating, these people that were once asking you, Six times over an hour period, how are you doing and what's going on with you? As soon as you're done, it takes 45 minutes on average to to have contact them to leave. So it takes about an hour between your last bite of food until you're gone. Well, when I open the restaurant, Sentazos, <laughs> they're going to... They're gonna follow you out to the car and be like, "Hey, how how are you doing? Are you okay getting home?" Good. That's a, that's <laughs> way. <what, that's laughs> no, and you know, I'll say this: I, I, I living in LA, I wanted to be an actor. I was a bartender and a waiter for a long time. Um, the, you're you're taught to like check on you right away. Um, three bites, check on you again. It, it's just textbook. And you're right; they don't really they don't really give you much. For the end of the meal, you drop the check. Oh, there's nothing. Give, leave you give alone, them, dude. Yeah, and they say, you know, give them time to digest. But I mean, you're, you're right. They, uh, I don't uh, want time. I want to leave. I want to go home. Yeah, no, you, you would like me. When I was a server, I fucking, I gave you everything. I gave, I Please gave, do. you know, when I, I, I actually enjoyed being, being a waiter. I enjoyed it. I, 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 you got a song and a dance and you got fucking all my attention and all my love when I served you. So I wish you had me as a server and you wouldn't have a bad experience. Do you want, uh, uh, Kevin from Bristol Gripe. Yeah, I do. But do you get where I'm coming from with this, or what? I do, I do, and and I, I, and, and you're absolutely correct. Like I said, you're, you're taught, at, your trainer will teach you to check in, check in, check in, and then at the end of the, the end of the meal, kind of just trails off, and and you know you're not really taught how to close the deal. Crazy. Check in, leave him alone. Check in, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. When you, they give you the check, and now it's like time to go. I'll have the check with the credit card in, in the thing, and then I'm a do I, I'm saying, do, I go, do I go pay at the counter or do they come and get it? Oh, they, 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 they fart away. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, 
I got news for you. If you if you handle this efficiently, I might go to your bar and get more drink. I might put more money in your pocket, but you neglect me. Yeah, yeah, no, I I didn't think about that. And and I do get I do I'm like you do that, you do that thing where you're looking around or you wave your hand to try to get someone to come over. And if I will never do that because yeah. uh, uh, that gives me anxiety. I'll never do that. I'll sit there miserable. <laughs> but give me, give me Kevin, give me a KFB gripe. So here's my thing. Um, there's a local paper in town called the uh, the Bristol Phoenix, and I read something about a year ago, and it, and it, and it stuck with me ever since then. It was a guy who said something like, you know, uh, the light turned green, and this guy was on the horn beeping at me. He's like, people relax, you know, or you'll you'll get there. And everybody was like, you know, everybody thought, oh, you know, that's true. You oh. know, I'm the guy with the horn. When a fucking arrow turns green, get through the fucking turn arrow. Figure it out. Two or three cars are getting through because people are are on their phones or looking at the paper. They're doing their fucking makeup. They're eating. You know, no one's no people are no longer paying attention to actually driving. You know, when a light turns green and I'm in the front, I'm gone. I go. You know, and then then if you're on the road. Like today, I was on the road, and I and I had to bring my daughter her lunch at school, and I wanted to get back to work on time. And I'm driving down Medicum Avenue in Bristol, Route 136. And the speed limit's 40, and the person in front of me is going about 28. And as we pass the the the, the speed limit sign, I beep, and I'm pointing at the sign, you know. And anyone yeah. looking at me is like, "Look at that fucking asshole!" Me, no, Look at I that fucking that. asshole. I love, I love but that the movie whole video. way down the I street. That guy's going 25, 28, and he's got nowhere to go. He doesn't have a care in the world. What if I'm going to fucking bring medical assistance to someone? What if what if I'm, you he know, does, he does not know that. He doesn't know, but at least go the speed limit. So you do, do your go. job as, as a person on the road. You have an obligation to follow the rules and the society norms. Do your job or get off the road. And, and, and you get know what? And if someone gives you a little root toot toot, a little fucking beepity beep beep. No. You know, if someone beeps you, don't throw the finger. Don't get out and want to fight me. Give me a wave like, sorry, pal. The light was green. I was looking at my phone. I was fucking playing with That's my different dick. Gripe. You know, all those things. If you're going 25 and I give you a beep and I point at the You're doing six sign, different gripes. They're, they're all connected, though, to drugs. I know. They're all. A lot of my gripes are automobiles, so take it easy, would you oh, please? Yeah. You're about to suck, suck up all my gripes here, but I'm with you. Oh, do, you do you have more? Do you have more gripes? I have 50. I got to make them last. <laughs> One episode seventy, we got about two hundred to go, so we gotta make them. We gotta make them last. But all right, all right. my biggest gripe, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's already too late. My biggest gripe, and I don't know if this is gonna translate to you guys because this might be a territorial thing. So, if I'm in a space where it's not a four way stop, there's there's lights on both sides, but someone's going left, right? Someone's going left. And, but there's room in the middle of the intersection. So you can pull up, put your blinker on to go to take a Louie. You could take a Louie. You let me know you're taking a Lou. No issue. I go around you. I go right, straight. Whatever I want to do, I do it. But these morons, they put the left blinker on. They don't move. They sit there. Yeah. Now I'm, whether I'm going straight or right, I'm stuck. Yeah. No. And so, dude, go up eight feet. Yeah. I can go straight. I can go right. I could do whatever. Uh, my life continues without you. Doesn't, doesn't, these doesn't, morons. These people have no, no courtesy in driving. They sit there. They don't know how to drive. That's my biggest gripe. They sit there like morons. Yeah. 
Is uh, this a so, Jersey thing? Or are these morons everywhere? No, no. That that that's that's. Listen, grabbing gripes. I, I you know, like like when someone gets someone gets in the right hand lane of a two lane uh, street, and and they're not going right, and I'm going right, and the left lane's open. Why didn't you go in the left lane and stop at the red Figure lane? Figure it out. Why'd you stop at, you, you stopped in the right lane. Now I have to go right and I have to wait for like a four way traffic thing to go before I can go right because I could have taken a right on red a long time ago. But you stayed in the fucking right lane rather than parking your ass in the left lane. Yeah, we can do driving grabs and make me all fucking upset. So. It's inexplicable. These people are sick fucks. I hate them. I hope I hope bad things happen. But you want you want to end on a high note? Yeah, I do. Let's talk about the future of pornography. The okay. future of pornography. <laughs> where do you think? I'd ask you. Where is the? What is it? What is it zoned by? Uh, C. Robinson. Like, what's the gold? What's the Goldilocks zone of pornography? Just a year. Give me a year. Oh my God! Oh, you you, you got to go. Um, I would say 2009. No, see, I'm I'm a classics guy. I I, I like uh, I like 80s porn. Everything was natural, natural tits. Um, you know, we're, we're, whether, whether they were, we're doing the same like wavelengths here though. So you're still like in the past, not now. Right. I know. I I I think. And like I said, I I like the. People in porn back in the eighties weren't fucking like they didn't have like you know round fake tits. They didn't look like they didn't look like fucking porn stars. They like regular people like from your neighborhood. They were just regular looking girls who did porn. And there was always a storyline, and I love a storyline. If you listen to today's uh, KMS show, they talked about someone called in and talked about the movie. Yeah, Taboo. yeah, that was good. Let me tell you something. Taboo one and two. I was raised on that, and I knew from day one that it was fucking sick. <laughs> But I also knew it was fucking fake, you know. So yes, it, it is. It's, it's incest porn, which is just disgusting. But you know, yeah, the, never that. Some of my first experiences were from taboo, and my first porn I ever watched was a porn called Easy, and I watched it with my mother's boyfriend's younger sister. She snuck it out of his collection. Mother boyfriend's yeah. She okay. was babysitting me one night, and she she pulls out this VHS tape from his fucking collection, and we How watched it together. Um. Back then, yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and, you, and basically, have you her sense? no, no, no. Come no. on, oh, come on. No, I, I, listen, my, we, you could do a whole show on on the fucking sexploits of my life because I, 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 I come from a dark, devious place when it comes to sex. That I, I, I started way too young. I did way too many crazy things. I'm happy I ended up without any STDs or any unwanted babies. You know, I don't know how I did it, but I, I've got a, I've got a fucked up past. I won't even get into it, but but yes, we could start with porn. Easy <laughs> was my first porn I ever watched in my life, and it was with somebody way older than me. And at the end, she's like, if you want to go take care of yourself, you can go in the bathroom. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Lady, it's all over my stomach. I didn't have to tell you to yeah, touch yeah, it. Right, you know, right, but, right. but um, you know, uh, porn for me, uh, if there's a storyline, um, if if there's you know a few good scenes, I can make it last a month, you know. And today, I feel like a lot of the porn is is it's it's over directed. It's over. It's, it's the, the people are too. No, so you're you're, you're you're taking the wrong. I'm saying for technology purposes. I'm saying from a perfect oh, standpoint, yeah, well, a, a, a porn being porn. Um, do you think when they when they finally craft porn like in the the VR sense? Yep, I was going there. Yep. So yeah. uh, you think that's good, that's better or worse for the porn world? 
if they if there's going to come a point where you're going to like wear something on your cock and you're going to have a headset on and you're going to you're going to see someone and feel someone sucking your cock and it's probably going to be amazing and I'll still be the guy sitting there with fucking, you know, uh, 1984's uh, I agree. Space Cops. <laughs> I agree. Well, I think you're sex boat. Right sex there. boat was amazing. You know, the, the I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, what's the word? Um, someone who likes the, the I'm, I, I'm into the classics. I'm into like the, you know. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think I've put on a headset and I've seen porn, and and it's and it's pretty wild and all that stuff. But, you know. I don't know. I, I I I don't I don't need more. You know, I, I, it already gets me where I want to go. I don't. Yeah, less need is more. It. That's what I'm saying. I think I think they're making it too easy nowadays. So it's like, oh yeah. Well, think about this. When I was a kid, if we're out in a field, we found a fucking Playboy. It's like we found a fucking uh, you know a pirate's treasure. We talk around, around, you know, and ride my bicycle down the end of the street, and we used to keep Playboy underneath the fucking tree. Yeah, and you know, wasn't it special? It was special. Oh, it was unbelievable. Getting to the Playboy is more fun than actually finding the Playboy. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. See, it's, it's kids too nowadays, easy. What's the point of having sex if I can just put my dick in a VR machine and I'm having the feeling of having sex? No. I want to practice with masturbating, with ticks biting at my knee. Yeah. With people watching me. I, I want to yeah. really get after it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I feel like um, everything's too accessible. Everything's too easy. You want porn, you open your phone, you look up porn. You know, it's like no one has to fight for anything. Maybe that's why I bring it full circle. Maybe that's why people are, are so quick to either kill themselves or kill someone else. So quick. Everything everything is so they're so sensitive and they're so overreacting because the whole world's at their fingertips. Whereas when you had to fight for something and work for something and you finally got it, everything seemed to make more sense. And maybe that's just the old person in me talking, but um, I like the old person in me. Back in the day, there used to be, I don't know, just, it was a more simplistic life, but right now everything everything's instant gratification. So whether that's something depressing or just regular day life. Oh no, I want to go back. This is too much. This this current world's too much. Well, do you, do you know? Do you know your first? Porn you saw, your first porn star, your first Playboy. Do you know? Do you have any of that in your in your memory bank? I could, I could quite literally. I'm ninety, I'm ninety six percent sure. I can go home. Um, this is even get behind the. Uh, I'm, I used to print out the porn that I would find online, and I would masturbate to it. And <laughs> so I don't think it'd be the first porn I ever. I used to go to eighty nine dot com. I was an eighty nine dot com guy. I think it still might exist, but one day my mom threw me and my friend off because we had print out copies. We, you know, whatever. We left, and uh, she found my printeds. Wow! And it was like a, a female with semen on her face. It might have been Bukaki printout. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm pretty positive. I'm, I'm like eighty nine percent positive. No, com. shut up. I think I can go into my, my room at my mom's house if I can get in because she's very freaked out about COVID. If I can somehow get into my mom's house and I, I have a pull-out drawer that would pull out, I think I have – it would be great for content. I think I have a, <laughs> a just stack of printed-out porn pics. 
you, you, they, they still exist. They're they're there. Wow, that's great. They're that's there. Great. It's, it's been fourteen years, so oh, I don't wow. know what they look like. What does what does age do? I don't know. Eh, I, I'll say this: I, I my mother's basement had a drop ceiling, and the the I mean, I had some you know nasty mags too, but the the gold standard, the first one that really that really hooked me, was a Playboy with um, Victoria Principal. She's way before your time. She was like she was on I Dallas. She was on the TV show Dallas, and that was it. I, I was like, okay, this is this is this is the mold of every girl I ever want to be with. And it didn't work out that way, <laughs> but but I mean, you know, that that's that's you know, it, it was it was the glory of having knowing that was up there hidden, having to go down there and get it every once in a while when I needed to to, to put oh, it to yeah. good use. You know, all that stuff is like it's it just it just builds character. I like that. People lack like character. That. That's different Peyton days. The other thing I, I did back in the day, I mean, this is the, oh, we're getting perverted here. We're getting perverted. Do you have permission I, to get perverted? No, nah, I could do that pretty easily. So <laughs> fire away. So, I mean, this is gross. Actually, this is so gross. I don't want to use. I'll say it. I'll oh. say it. So this is not, it's so, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> so if girls were to come over and, um, Stay over the night and uh, go home the next day. If they left their panties, I would throw it in a little like collection bin. No, that's not that bad. I, w- I would on. label. I would label them though. <laughs> and you could actually pick them out by their scent. You knew who was who. No, like, well, I would. I would put their initials on the. Because that would be amazing if you if you could like cover the name. No, like, I could not. I could not. Oh, could not. that's no, Karen. No, no, I, I didn't have that skill, but I always thought like many years later, I was like, "Oh, you you're a pervert, you sicko." Which may be accurate. All, all I know is I'm I'm actually glad that when I was just having as much sex as I was, you know, at a younger age, I thank God there weren't camera phones and all that stuff because I would I would easily um, have ended up in, in jail uh, or, or something because it's just it was just it, it, you, everything was stored in, in your memory. You know, you, you didn't have a, a catalog of, of every girl you're ever with. You had you had a you cherished it in your memory in your heart in, in your in your in your balls you know but you didn't you didn't you didn't have it unless you had a few polaroids which is polaroids were great you know look at an old polaroids like that's pretty cool you know that's my time my time was polaroids and memories nowadays it's flash drives and fucking vr it's it's like cheating man totally different ball game right there uh, and, uh, and while we're on porn um have you seen the new Recruit that possibly could be the um, the the new KMS sex worker, Mo- uh, Mona Wales. Oh, uh, Mona Wales. Uh, I googled her and uh, she she's she's good at her job. Yeah, I, I like that she's um, her name. She sounds like she sound like grimy. She's not grimy. No, no, and, and she looks like a um, she'd be like your friend's mom. You know, she's 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 not. You know, she's not cookie cutter porn star she's she's you know she's i i i think she'd be a good addition to the show a good addition to the world i reached out to her we, we we've touched base back and forth we'll see what happens i don't know maybe i'll do a guest Did spot you reach, her, wait, uh, what, what do you mean what do you mean reach out there i reached out to her i told her um you know i, I just uh got a little back and forth yeah she's she's uh she's definitely accessible she's she's cool she's she's down with the joke you know she's uh she's in she's in on it you know i think she's uh Better than the fucking what's her name, Brandy Love, who turned into a total fucking. I'm a Brandy Love back. guy, but she was not a. Uh, ah, 
get some humor, you humorless fucking twat. Jesus. She, I yeah. thought she had a sense of humor. She had no sense of humor in the end. No, yeah. far from it. She was a miserable fucking bitch at the end. Yeah, it's too bad. But, you know, but like I said, maybe Mona Wales is, uh, you know, will be, will be part of the team. We'll see her at KMS live shows. She'll do some live acts. Who knows? Maybe we'll have her on Montante's world. Yeah, all of that. Listen, I'm trying to, I've actually been trying to have a porn song on. So listen, so do you, you're married, right? I am. I am. Um, How much money? What, what's the uh, the benchmark or the number where you say, okay, this is enough? Where your wife, your significant other, is making money from? I'll be honest. With you. So, nothing hardcore, but lingerie and feet pics. How much money would you take in if 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 she would do that? Yes, she's got tiny feet. My wife's a size five foot. Her foot are fucking. Her feet are adorable, and I'm not a foot guy. Trust me, I'm neither not, am I. It's not my fetish at all. Not at all. I'd be fine if I never saw those fucking things. But my wife's feet are adorable. <laughs> she would do very well with that. Um, and she's got a nice set of bombs. So I mean, if she if she did lingerie, I'm sure you know that, that she could. Uh, yeah, she hold her own. How much money could she make a month where it's worth it? You know, it freaked out. And here's the thing. It, it was a long, long time ago where I'd, I'd be with my girlfriend on the beach and she's in a fucking tiny bikini. I'm like, everybody can fucking see you. I was jealous. Jealousy's poison. I got to a point in my life, way before my wife, where I'd be like, you know, in Florida with a girlfriend. I'm like, you know, it's Florida. Go topless in front of the whole world. I didn't care. Not that I didn't care. I just realized that 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 kind of jealousy and that kind of like you know worrying someone's gonna see your your significant other. So if my wife wanted to do some lingerie pics and it made money for her and she was happy doing it, I'd back her one hundred percent. She wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'd probably ask her to do it and she'd fucking yeah. you know, tell me no. But that's more her being private and her being you know um, smarter and more sensible. So what would the number be for you? For her to have her just just to know that people be masturbating to her feet. So you, this is a weird bunch. So what would the number be for her to have like put out feet pics and like body pics? No nipple or anything. I'm just saying body pics, shins, feet. Yeah, it doesn't know when you go to a live event. There's probably guys there who have vigorously masturbated to your wife's feet. Like what is there's a number for everything. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 tough because I don't I don't know I don't know what the what the ballpark numbers are, you know is is there a is there a basement and a ceiling and in between I I have no idea, you know I mean look I'm a guy who did the fucking cameo show for such cheap money because I wanted to just put it out there let people have fun and it ended up being a fucking disaster so you can't ask me beat me about prices if my wife was fucking happy and she was having fun doing it and it gave her fucking pleasure I don't care what she made for money. If she was happy, she wouldn't be. She could crack me in the face for for bringing it up. But you know, if she was happy doing it, yeah. If she burned any money at all, I'd be like, as long as you're happy, it makes you fucking a content human being, and you want to stay with me. You know, do what you can to, to stay happy. You know, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's, you know that. Uh, that that's fair. I was I was looking trying to sell your wife out, but you didn't, you didn't uh, take the bait. What do you think about this um for a live show idea? So I think we should get whatever. This is just very ground flourish. Um, Ten people, like uh, hundred dollars a team, fifty dollars a person. We should do our own um, KMS. You know, every Tuesday night we have a matchup, so it could take two or three months to to fully play out. But we do a um, trivia show, and I the love, winner I love trivia. I fucking love winner, trivia. The winner gets fifty percent. The fifty percent also goes to um, to a. Uh, to a cause 
Yeah, I think it's incredible to watch. Yeah. Every Tuesday night, you watch teams of two duke it out. I think that's what the KMS show is missing. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this. All these KMS people, just give them a reason to tune into something or show up somewhere. They're so fucking supportive, and they're so fucking – even if they're going to show up just to fucking rag on you. Anything you have or anything you do, these people um, are going to be there, whether it's to fucking support you, laugh with you, laugh at you. But so whatever you do, a show like that, it would fucking – it would it would kick. Is that a word? I think it would be incredible. I think we do uh, we do nummies, but um, I'd be involved. I would do that. Yeah, I think it'd be uh, superb. So, all right, that's it. I mean, that's where we're at. One one on one sixteen twelve. Mark it down. One sixteen twelve. And I only had two glasses of fucking tequila. I'm really, I, I'm barely. I, mean, I did. Two, I did two lines and. <laughs> yeah, which is rare. I'm not, this is the first time I'm doing cocaine on a work night, but um, I needed it. <laughs> Yeah, no, hey, you made it through. It was like, you know, we, we, we hashed some shit out. Well, we'll, we'll, have, we'll do like a buck ten out earlier, but um, you're a good man, Kevin Bristol. Oh, man, I, I like I like just having a good back and forth. It's 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 nice. It's fucking easy with you. That's cool. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, bro, we should honestly do that uh, for the, the YouTube show for that. That would be good. I think that's the best idea they have. A, a round robin trivia match would fucking be great. It would be incredible. Every Tuesday night, like have like a team of two or two team of three just go out and be fantastic. Yeah, and see, for a while Tim wanted to do a trivia show, but it was all KMS stuff. I think the worst, I, as I told him, the worst idea. Yep, he's ever had. Yep, yep, dude, just, have just mimic the fucking um the dozen, yeah, and have a segment per show. Be yes, KMS. KMS. But to have it all be KMS is quite literally insane. Your parameters are so so small with that. It's just it's just nonsense. No, no, it's scary at that point. No, we, you we, almost we, don't want to be right. You're like, uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I probably he was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, like that's crazy." No, it, it, you're right. It, to to have KMS as as a as one of the um. One of the options to choose from for a category. A category is great. It's a great category, but it's one of like fucking twenty categories. And maybe instead of picking a category, you like spin a wheel and you get the category it comes up on. You know, something a little more random than get to choose yeah. what you want. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He. He. he yeah. That was a whole different thing. But um. All right, sir. I'm gonna put this up uh, tomorrow morning. But um. Yeah. Let's link up soon. But if we're gonna do this uh. This 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 show we we honestly should do it sooner than later. Yeah, yeah. While the show's still afloat, yeah. I think it, it, I, I brought up to um to like uh, what's his name? Um, Dave. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who has a lot of money. He's like dad's rich. Um, what's the fuck's his name? His dad's rich, Curtis. Chris Curtis. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> he's like an investigative reporter for the KMS show. Andrew Augustus? No. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> He's the red beard. Red beard. Patrick? No. Oh, uh, red beard. What's his name? Long red beard. VD. Oh, Visionless Dave. Oh, he's great. Yes. So Visionless Dave. He was all about this idea. Oh yeah. Tell tell him I'm in. If you talk to him, tell him I, I'm. 100%. Yeah. Let's, 
I think it'll be every Tuesday night, even if it was fucking eight weeks in a row, I think it'll be must see TV yeah. to have meta fan guys go at it like head to head like they do in the dozen. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it'd be hilarious. Right if we actually put skin in the game, like a hundred bucks for a team, it'd be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm down for that. Absolutely. All right, good stuff. I'm about to watch this uh, this, this game, but I'll put this up tomorrow morning. Thank you again, my friend. All right, yeah, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Appreciate you listening.